You're listening to From Fear to Love. I'm your host, Alma Lee. You've heard the term gaslighting. Where does that come from? So let's talk about it. In 1944, there was a movie. It was called Gaslight. And uh, it was one of these older, you know, film noir where this young woman is, she starts to question her own sanity because her husband is manipulating her into believing that. He is making her question her sanity. One of the ways that he goes about doing this is he turns down the light in the gases, in the, the, the gas, the lamps, the lanterns. So she thinks that they're on. She goes to see that they're off. She checks them again. He goes and plays with them. So she thinks that she's descending into madness. So that is where the term gaslighting comes from. Gaslighting is absolutely a form of emotional abuse. In my circles, in, in, in clinical roles, it typically comes across as very intentional. What I want to talk about today is I want to talk about the unintentional gaslighting. There's a reason for everything. There's a reason for all behaviors. And what I would like to touch on is the fact that there are people who engage in gaslighting behaviors. They're unaware. They're unaware that they're doing it. They're doing it subconsciously. Now, I'm not trying to justify this type of behavior by saying it's unintentional, therefore it should be excused. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that gaslighting in and of itself is a trauma response. Here's why. When a person becomes defensive or if a person feels attacked and that person has not uh, been in therapy, is unaware of their own personal cognitions, does not know themselves at all, and maybe they have evolved into their adulthood without ever having had an opportunity to work through any of their childhood traumas, well, by and large, that individual is probably, they have probably developed uh, some dysfunctional coping mechanisms. And part of those coping mechanisms can manifest as gaslighting behaviors. So what, what's the point, Alma? Why would you even create an episode talking about gaslighting and why it's a trauma response if it's a bad, unacceptable, dysfunctional, or toxic behavior? Because... I want you, the listener, to understand why it's problematic and that you're not a bad person for engaging in it unless you know that you're doing it. If you're unaware that you're gaslighting people and, you, and you've been accused of it and you don't agree or you don't understand, allow this to be a tutorial because ultimately that is the goal of this podcast is to help you, the listener, evolve, grow, and heal. So it's an educational point. So are you gaslighting people? What does that mean? Well, it's ultimately when you feel triggered, when you're in an engagement, a, a conversation with someone. You know, um, first off, it is important that you understand how harmful these behaviors are, how problematic they can be. And if you don't adjust the way that you respond to people in these engagements, it will absolutely erode your ability to have healthy partnerships with people. Any kind of relationship can be adversely affected by gaslighting, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Um, but yeah, you got to understand how detrimental that behavior is. So here's a question. Are you answering people 
in an invalidating way. Now, you've heard the term before, hurt people hurt people. So it's a trauma response. Let's say, for example, you make a joke. You make a joke with a friend and you overstep and you, uh, you, you, you make fun of a, of a hairstyle that they have. Um, you know, you, you call attention to something about their appearance that, you know, you're just trying to, to solicit uh, laughter. And the person replies, that's not funny. I don't appreciate that. Well, maybe you feel triggered by that. Maybe you feel like they're being too sensitive. Maybe you feel like they're being emotional. Maybe you think that they must be going through something that's causing them to respond that way because you've always joked like that with them, right? So maybe you respond to saying, oh, well, you're just sick. Or you don't feel well today. That's why you're responding that way. That's a very hurtful response. That's gaslighting because basically what you're saying through your response to that person is, the way you're responding to me right now is invalid and it doesn't matter. Your feelings don't matter. And then ultimately that person can interpret that as I don't matter. I don't matter to you if what I'm saying to you about how I'm feeling about your comment is invalid to you. So that is why it's a hurtful, problematic response. And that's why if these relationships matter to you, it's important to take stock in that. Now, if you're unaware that you're doing it, you could be doing it as a trauma response. Maybe you felt attacked. Maybe because your intentions were not to harm, that you felt that the way they responded was inappropriate as well. Here's the thing. Anytime that we engage with other people, if we want that relationship to flourish, we must hold space for how anyone responds to us at any given time. If that person matters to you, you have to hold space for that. Because here's the thing. As long as you're doing the right thing in that relationship, everything will fall into place. Because if the other person, the other contributing individual, if you will, in that union is not behaving, you'll notice that as well. You will notice that. You will be aware of that. And you will have the opportunity to engage as well. Things like, I never said that. Or what are you even talking about? Nobody else has a problem with that. Why do you have a problem? I, I see that you're imagining things again. Oh, you're just being emotional. Don't take it so hard. Why are you doing this today? You never did it before. Do you understand how responses like that, the, they communicate to the other person that, the way that they are reacting to you doesn't matter to you. Because you don't like the way that they're responding to you, it doesn't matter. Your response to that ultimately invalidates the entire union because you're saying that that person's feelings don't matter. And at the end of the day, isn't that the only thing that matters in a relationship is how the other person feels about you? Wouldn't you agree that in order to maintain a connection with someone, that you take time and stock to be respectful of their feelings, regardless of whether or not you feel that that person is being consistent or inconsistent, is irrelevant to how you should respond. The whole point and purpose is that paying attention, being mindful, being respectful, holding space, 
allowing someone to communicate to you and feeling heard is critical. It's tantamount to a healthy relationship. You have to do that. Now, I do understand that when you say something or when you make a joke and when someone replies to you, I don't appreciate that. Alma, I don't like it when you talk to me that way. Alma, I don't appreciate it when you say that. My immediate response is, you know, normal defensiveness. Of course, nobody likes to know that they've inadvertently hurt someone. We don't want that. We don't strive for that. We don't want people to feel hurt by our words. So it can be a normal response to lean into that defensive posture and to invalidate how they're feeling because that would ultimately leave us uninjured. So, you know, to project that upon the other person and say, well, you know what? I disagree with how you're responding to me right now. I think you're being overly emotional. I think you're being too sensitive. That's not what I meant by that. When someone says, don't talk to me that way. Don't say those things to me that way. And when you do hold space for that, when you say, okay, I'm sorry, I overstepped. I didn't intend to hurt your feelings. I don't fully understand why it's hurting your feelings, but I respect the fact that it is hurting your feelings. That is where we need to evolve. I say collectively we because I see it all too often in my practice because a lot of times people get confused with, well, you know what? I didn't think it was right that they said that. I didn't think that it was fair that they didn't take my joke as a joke. You know, you can, you can do something all day long with good intentions. You know, hell is full of people with good, good intentions. <laughs> but if someone communicates to you that they don't appreciate your comment, it's a bitter pill to swallow. It really is. I get it. I've done it. I've done it. Um, let me think. Um, I made a joke many, many years ago, something that sits with me to this day as far as me opening my mouth and letting word vomit before even thinking was when I was on active duty. And it just kind of creeps up in the back of my mind. You know, those moments where you kind of, uh, you got, you get, you get embarrassed all over again because why the hell did I do that? But I'll share that with you. And I remember this, this little lady came in, she was an older woman, came in to get a pass when I was on active duty. And she was, you know, very frustrated that she had to come in and she was the sponsor and she was being driven on base, I guess, by somebody else that wasn't a military affiliate. And that's why she needed to get a pass. So I didn't make the rules, but she was already irritated. And she was, I felt like taking some irritation out on me, which was common. So I was trying to make light of it. I was trying to kind of lighten the mood because she was frustrated. And she came in and she slapped her ID on the counter. And she says, I'm legally blind. And I said, yeah, I'm legally blonde. And this was before the Legally Blonde movies came out. <laughs> and she looked at me. She goes, that's not funny. I don't appreciate that. And I remember thinking, wow, that thought that was a pretty good comeback. But you know what? Looking back now, I, I cringe because it's so insensitive. I didn't even hear what she said. I didn't even hear anything about what she was trying to communicate with me about being legally, legally blind. She's legally blind and she's having to come inside to get a pass and she was being inconvenienced because of her disability, which I agree with now looking back on it. She made total sense, but I was just looking to create comfort in my own space. I wasn't even listening to her. I wasn't even thinking about what she had to say. 
I was just trying to lighten the mood for my sake by making a crass joke. And I can remember feeling very defensive, thinking she was being kind of an old bitch. And now looking back, you know what? That's going to be me one day. <laughs> you know, that's going to be me. So that's that's an example. You know, I, I try to be as authentic as I possibly can. But, you know, gaslighting is not always the direct product of someone intentionally being a jerk. I think the majority of people who engage in gaslighting behaviors do so as a trauma response for their own trauma. So if you've been accused of gaslighting people, I would recommend that you look inward to find out what it is about you that's getting triggered in these interactions. What is it about you that you need to look at from an introspection point to figure out, to repair? How sensitive is your ego to the point where you choose the protection of your ego over the respect of your friend's feelings or, or whoever this person is that you're interacting with. It's critical. It's critical. It's critical to stop it. It is critical to stop gaslighting. You got to consider when someone responds to you out of pain. When someone responds to you with a painful response, you got to hit the brakes. You got to stop what you're doing. You've got to be aware of that. And that takes an evolution. That takes healing. That takes looking at your own shit. God knows I've done it. And I've seen people do it. I've seen people evolve out of that reactive place and look at their behaviors from a, a thoughtful spot and say, you know what? I can do better. I could. I could have said this. I should have said this. I should have done this better. So this particular episode is directed to the people who have been accused of gaslighting, the people who have been told that you need to think before you speak. And I'm over here just telling you, I'm sure you're a good person. I just think that if you have been accused of gaslighting and you're not sure or you think it's unfair, I'm telling you, you probably are. You're probably gaslighting people. And it's okay. It's okay. You got to breathe. You got to take a step back. You've got to be able to look at how you're engaging people, particularly when you yourself are being triggered. When you feel that someone is saying something to you that is a, a, a trigger, you got to hold space for it. That is part of your healing journey, my friend, is to look inward and to be aware. When somebody tells you, your behavior is hurtful to me, when you hear that message, you know, can you stop making those jokes? Can you not hit on my friends? Can you not make jokes about hitting on my friends? Can you not, you know, uh, make jokes about my job or my haircut? Can you uh, be respectful of calling me late at night, you know, or, or whatever, whatever it is. When someone enforces a boundary and it feels like an attack, that's healing on you, my friend. And you deserve it. You deserve to heal. You deserve to do better. You got to look around and realize that you're not alone in this. There's a lot of people out there that are lost in survival mode that are making the same mistakes. And you're a good person. You don't want to continue making these mistakes. You don't want to continue interacting with people and then responding to them from a defensive measure to the point where they have to tell you that, look, you don't get it. You don't get it. And I'm not going to continue to tolerate your toxic behaviors just because you can't seem to get your ego in check. 
You don't need that. You want to have these healthy, productive, respectful unions with other people. And you got to hold space with the, the fact that you're a human being and you're going to screw up and you're going to make mistakes, but you don't have to continue making mistakes. You know, you have to hold space for your errors. You know, I, I had a conversation with a gentleman uh, a few months ago in response to um, some conflict that occurred with a, a friend of mine on my behalf. And um, my, my friend, you know, my friend challenged some questionable behaviors, a, a questionable action on this gentleman's part. And I defended my friend because I felt like my friend was in the right. You know, she acknowledges that he had, he said something that was crass and inappropriate towards her. And I told him, I said, you shouldn't have done that. And he didn't like that. And I basically, um, I called him out on it and, uh, Ultimately, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you, you, have, you have a choice to make. You can choose to change your behaviors. You can choose to allow that relationship to devolve to nothingness um, as a measure of protection of your ego. Or you can look inside yourself and say, this is not me as an inner child. This is not my wounded child. This is me as an adult, and I can do better. I cannot engage people, and I can take my medicine. I think that that's ultimately the goal here is to learn how to be culpable and to be respectful of yourself to the point where you can articulate how you need to improve. That is indicative of healing as well. So yeah, gaslighting, it's a defensive mechanism. It is something that most people do as a measure to protect their own ego and it, it's abusive. It's abusive and we can all do better. I know you can do better. I know I can do better. And yes, I've engaged in gaslighting behaviors as well. <laughs> I've definitely engaged in some hurtful behaviors and I've allowed myself to get sucked into the vacuum of toxicity with other people to the point where it's just, I think back on those interactions and I'm, 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 it's a shameful thing to do, but I don't hold shame for it. I just know that I need to do better and I need to hold space for my behavior. That's all we can do. That's all we can do at the end of the day. So the lesson here is when someone tells you that they don't like what you're doing and they are enforcing a boundary with you, slow down, take a breath, listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they're saying. You may feel attacked. You may feel like it's unfair. You may feel that you've done that before and it wasn't a problem. And now it is. So why is it a problem? And then it can feel very challenging. It can, it can engage your trigger response for sure. But if that relationship matters to you, you've got to hold space for what they're trying to say to you. You've got to listen, actively listen and hear what that person is expressing to you. You have to appreciate the pain as a means of having a healthy connection. It is a learning opportunity for all of us. We've all been there. We've all engaged in that. Now, if there are dynamics that you are interacting in where you are consistently combating someone who is gaslighting you, remember what I've said before, and I will say it again. You only have control over two things. That is your actions and your reactions. And my friend, you cannot change whether or not someone else is going to continue to gaslight you. 
You can enforce a boundary. You can let that person know that you don't appreciate how they're talking to you. You can let them know that their retaliatory comments, oh, well, you're just being emotional. Or you didn't do that before. Oh, you must be on your period. I've had that one. That one's a fun one. That one's a nice one. I never said that. You don't know what you're talking about. You've never done that before. What are you even talking about right now? You know, you're so dumb. And then I, I still love you though. You know, come on. If you're interacting with someone who talks to you like that or treats you that way, you have a choice. You don't have to tolerate it. You can't change it, but you don't have to tolerate it either. So you got to learn how to enforce those healthy boundaries. We can't have healthy relationships with people that are unhealthy. We cannot. You can do all the healing in the world, but if you are allowing yourself to engage with unhealthy people interacting with you in unhealthy ways, then you're not fully healed because you're tolerating it. Actions and reactions. You can't change their behavior. You can only control what you tolerate. You can only control how you communicate. That's the message for today. It's powerful to hold space for somebody who, to hold space for someone else's feelings, particularly when, when we feel hurt, when we feel injured, when we feel like they are inconsistent with how they're communicating. But, you know, we can all do better. We can all hold space for that and be mindful of it. If it feels like it's not right, it's probably not right. If you're not sure that you're being gaslit, pay attention to your intuition. Your intuition will never lie to you. If a situation or a dynamic with someone makes you uncomfortable, why? Write it down. Look at it. Dig into it. There's a reason for that. You just got to pay attention to it. And that's the message for today. From fear to love. This has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening.